Hey friends, and welcome to season three of a Meaningful Mess podcast. I'm so honored that you decided to listen and I hope that you enjoy what you hear. I'm your host, Andy McNair, and I'm a wife, mom, blogger, author, and passionate educator that believes in today's learners. I'm so glad that you found the podcast, and I can't wait to share manageable and meaningful ideas for you to utilize in your classroom and beyond. My hope is that the ideas and strategies shared each week will help you find meaning in your mess. After you listen, please feel free to subscribe, rate, and share the podcast with anyone that you think might find it helpful. You can also connect with me over on my website at andymcnair.com, on Twitter at mcnairan3, and on Facebook and Instagram at A Meaningful Mess. Thanks for being here today. Let's get started. Welcome back to a Meaningful Mess podcast. You're listening to episode 41, and I am looking forward to having the conversation today around creating the perfect bite. You know, this is something that I've talked about often and I share a lot. In fact, I think I've even used this analogy on the podcast a couple of times, but I wanted to dedicate an episode to this idea, kind of all its own episode, because I think it's a big conversation right now. And I think So often we talk about designing these meaningful learning experiences, making that shift from just writing lesson plans to designing an experience. But I think we have to start really talking about how do we do that, right? What are the steps that we need to take in order to make that happen? And I think one of the first things we have to do is is shift our mindset. We have to see things differently. Um, I think our perspective matters more than anything right now. Um, even simple things in seeing um, one of the podcasts that I have coming up, I can't wait to share, is around this idea of instead of seeing this as a challenge where we find ourselves right now in education, really seeing it as an adventure and thinking about it that way so that even when things get hard, yes, there will be challenges. But if we see this through the through an adventure mindset, it has the potential to really create different circumstances. The circumstances begin to look a little bit different from that perspective. And so as we kind of talk through that, I want to make it clear that this is this episode, I really want to talk about that mindset that we have to have as educators as far as our plates go, because teacher plates are full. Um, I can remember when I was in the classroom and my plate seemed full then, and I was not dealing with the remote learning, learning experience. Um, I wasn't dealing with kids learning at home and learning in class. So thinking about that now, I can only imagine how, how full plates must seem. And so as we kind of talk through this, I, I want to for sure acknowledge that I realize that that's the case, but I wonder if we couldn't shift the way we see our plates so that when they get full, we're able to really be intentional about how what we're putting on the plate and how we're utilizing that. Okay, so I'm a huge fan of the television show Monk. And if you listen to the podcast often, you're probably thinking to yourself right now, is that all this girl does is watch TV? Like she watches a lot of TV. (laughs) Um, 
I, I don't watch a lot of TV, actually. I hardly watch it ever during the day. But at night when I can't sleep or when I can't turn my brain off, oftentimes if I can binge watch a really good show, that is what happens. And I love watching things like that and making connections. So often I'll watch it and I'm like, oh my gosh, that totally relates to education. Um, but I, so like I said, I love Monk. I love the show. I binge watch all the time uh, shows like this. And so I love his ability to use his greatest weakness as his greatest strength. If you haven't seen the show, let me fill you in. You see, Monk is a private investigator that suffers from OCD. However, it's because of his OCD that he's able to notice details and find these little clues that nobody else sees. Um, and he's able to identify those. Ultimately, that results in him solving crime after crime. So you may be asking yourself, what in the world does this have to do with education? Well, let me explain. One of the things that Monk struggles with as a result of his obsessive compulsive disorder is allowing his food to touch. If someone brings him a plate, he can't keep it if the food is touching in any way. He'll send it back. He just cannot handle it. Everything has to stay separate and everything has its place. When I think back to my time in the classroom, I think this is how I maybe saw my teacher plate before my mindset shifted and everything changed. I saw my content as the main dish with everything else happening when and if I was able to find time or when and if I was able to find a place for it on the plate. However, I didn't let my food touch. In other words, I taught my content each and every day. The counselor came in on Thursdays to address SEL. Technology happened on Fridays when we went to computer lab and life ready skills were addressed through conflict resolution on the playground. That's just how I played the game. That's what it looked like. Now, when everything kind of began to change and I began to learn from amazing educators what it could look like if I didn't simply write lesson plans, but I did begin to design experiences, I began to see that, you know what, I think it's okay for my food to touch. I think it's okay for me to weave in social emotional learning and life ready skills and all of these things that we know are important and that I am required to make sure that my students get instead of seeing those as separate pieces on the plate, what would it look like if I was able to weave those things in? And so it wasn't until really later in my career, like I said, that I realized that my plate needed to look more like my Thanksgiving plate than Monk's plate. When I began to let my food touch, I began to design real, relevant, authentic experiences that were meaningful for my learners. And for me, that's when everything changed. That's when my kids wanted to be in class. That's when I started getting emails from parents that said, you know what, I don't know what you're doing right now, but my kid is actually on the couch waiting to go to school on the days that they have your class. And I always say, that's all I needed to know, to know that what I was doing was right and what I was doing was okay. And so I, I think this analogy kind of came full circle recently when I was at my parents' home for Thanksgiving. And as I went through the buffet line, I chose the things that I felt like would create the perfect bite that I had been waiting for all day. In my opinion, that perfect bite includes turkey, mashed potatoes, stuffing, and cranberry sauce. And if you weren't hungry before this podcast, you probably are now. 
looking at my plate after going through the line, it was a mess, y'all. It was messy and it didn't look that great, but my food was definitely touching and it was super full. I couldn't help but think to myself about teacher plates as I walked back to the table. I think about messy learning and how messy everything feels right now. Like it doesn't always make sense. However, that doesn't mean that we can't take all of those things that are on the plate and create the perfect bite. Even though my plate was messy, it included all of the things that I knew would create my perfect bite. Our teacher plate should include all of the things that we know will create the perfect bite for our learners. Letting our food touch allows us to carry more on the plate so that the learning we design is meaningful. That makes sense, right? When you think about Monk's plate versus what I described as my Thanksgiving plate, you can imagine that it would be much harder to fit several things on a plate where you're not allowing anything to touch. So if we consider, hey, what if instead of thinking about my content as separate from these other things that I'm expected to do, what if I could find ways to weave those things into my content or weave those things into the project-based learning experiences that I've designed? That should ultimately be the goal. So consider the experiences that you design for your learners. In order to be meaningful, those experiences should not only include content, but also life-ready skills, social-emotional learning, and anything else that will help our learners make connections and reach a deep level of understanding. Because it's when those when they do that, when they make those connections and they reach that, le- that deep level of understanding, that's when we know we've created the perfect bite for that learner. That's the other conversation is is not every single kid is going to have the same perfect bite. You know, I think of things like technology as seasoning for the experience. Sometimes we need it. Sometimes we don't. It just depends on the learner and the experience itself. So, you know, I may need a little salt on my meal. I always need a little salt. But uh, my husband may not, he, he doesn't like salt as much as I do. And he's okay with his food being a little less seasoned than mine is. So I think about that from the differentiation perspective. And just knowing that some kids are going to need a little something extra, some kids aren't. And that's okay. That doesn't mean that we ha- we both had turkey on our plates, right? <laughs> the main focus was the same. I didn't. We didn't have two completely different plates. So I say that to point out you can design one experience. It's just important to know that the seasoning, if you will, or the things you add to that experience, it's okay for those things to be different. So it's it's important to acknowledge that my perfect bite was different from my husband or my sister's perfect bite. Knowing our learners well and letting them identify what they need off of the buffet for the learning to be meaningful is important as well. So just something to think about. Being intentional about creating that perfect bite can change everything. Experiencing the perfect bite will leave our learners wanting more, right? When I had that perfect bite at Thanksgiving, I promise you I cleaned my plate right? I made sure I took advantage of every single bit of it. They will find meaning in what is being learned that will result in a willingness to invest. On this podcast, I oftentimes oftentimes talk about how that is the true meaning of engagement, a willingness to invest. And so when they get a little taste of that perfect bite, 
that willingness to invest starts to become a reality. So take some time to think about your teacher plate. Does it look like Monk's plate or does it look like your plate after visiting a buffet? What are some things that you might add to your plate to create that perfect bite? And how might that impact your learners? How might you encourage your learners to think about their own plates and what their perfect bite might include? Um, as you think about creating this perfect bite, I want to make sure that I can that I share some practical things that you might want to consider. Um, just some basic things. Obviously, content is probably going to be the focus. That would be like the turkey on your plate. Application. Can they do it? Can they actually take whatever it is that we've learned and do something with it? And then I think about the four C's: life ready skills, creativity, critical thinking, choice. Um, Creativity, critical thinking, collaboration, and communication are the four C's. And then I think about weaving in choice and kindness and reflection. All of those pieces are important. And then, of course, technology. So considering all of those things as things you would see on your buffet, and I don't think it's a bad idea to write these down. And yours may be different than what I've shared. Your buffet may include things that your school district asks you to do or requires that you do. But if you have all of those in one place, as you're designing an experience, you, you can think through, how can I weave these in versus how can I find additional time? Do you see the difference? There's a big difference between how can I weave this into what I'm already doing versus how can I find additional time? Because I get it. There is not additional time. It doesn't exist right now. And then finally, some one of the last things that I would, or not one of the last things, it may be the first thing. Um, some of the other things I would make sure that you have are the SEL skills. And so um, from Castle or Casel, um, you can visit that website. I'll share it in the show notes. It's C-A-S-E-L.org. They talk about social emotional learning skills as self-awareness, self-management, responsible decision-making, social awareness and relationship skills. So thinking about all of those things. And if you want, if you're like, she went through those really fast. I have no idea. And I'm not trying to rewind to listen to those. Uh, you are welcome to go read my blog post, which is almost identical to what I just shared. And so you can go over to andymcnair.com, click on Andy's blog, and you'll want to find the podcast that is titled Creating the Perfect Bite. So, um, you know, it's so hard right now. There are so many things on the plate and I realize that it can be so hard to balance and so hard to keep up. But I think this idea of letting our food touch is something we need to kind of grab onto right now in education and something we need to think through. So as always, thank you so much for listening. I hope that this is helpful. I would love to see some examples of perfect bites that you create for your learners. And you can always share those over on the blog in the comments section. So I will see you guys there soon. Um, thank you again for listening and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to learn with me today. I absolutely love this community and enjoy sharing and learning with you. Check out today's episode notes by swapping up in most podcast apps. If you'd like to learn and connect more, you can follow me over on Twitter at McNairAN3, and you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at A Meaningful Mess. 
You can always find tons of resources, inspiration, and information over on my website, andymcnair.com. Be sure to check out my blog, Genius Hour resources, and so much more. Enjoy the rest of your day, and as always, I hope that today's episode has inspired you to find meaning in your mess.